This podcast is produced and managed by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab, Australia's independent video and podcast company. We do the podcasting hard bits so you don't have to. We make podcasts easy. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com. www.kangaroofern.com. This podcast is produced and managed by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab, Australia's independent video and podcast company. We do the podcasting hard bits so you don't have to. We make podcasts easy. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com. www.kangaroofern.com. A kangaroo fern production. Welcome, Welcome to Gorilla Podcast Fresh Eyes. The beat that makes you feel good. A weekly podcast that features interviews with social change leaders or individuals that aims to bring audiences good stories to motivate their own social impact efforts. Now, here's your host. Hello, good evening, everyone. You are listening to Barcada Radio on 103.1 FM. EDI. You can also stream live or you can you can see us online or listen online at 5ebi.com.au and also this part this uh, show as well the Barcada Radio can also listen to the Fresh Eye podcast or under Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate and you can also check the website at www.guerrillapodcast.com.au Tonight topics So, good evening to everyone. Yung sa mga kumakain pa lang. So, tapos na kumain. So, this topic is for thinking of getting married. And what is the cost on doing that? And did you know, there's also a Filipina doing that in South Australia. So, to our kababayan that looking to get married on this pandemic right now. So, maybe it can do Zoom or Skype. <laughs> we don't know. So, we can do that. So, it's a, it's a new normal. And please welcome our guest for today is a Filipina civil marriage celebrant. Name is Geraldine Glico Wong. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Kaya Mike. Good evening to everyone, mga kababayan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, before, tell us about yourself. Um, my name is Geraldine, and um. Some people or close family and friends call me Jelly, so it's up to you how you'd like to call me. And currently on maternity leave at the moment, um, I have a young baby boy who just turned 10 months and also I'm happily uh, married, married, which is nearly four years now. All right. So is this your dream job? How do you, how do you start it? A good question to you, Mike. Um, well, actually, way back, this... I'm, I never know that um, celebrate work existed. Um, I've been here for over 11 years now. Um, I migrated here in, um, in Australia with my family. So parents ko, chaka sister ko um, from the Philippines. So back then, I'm still uh, studying in university. Um, I studied in Far Eastern University, which is... As a teacher, um, major in sports recreation management. 
So I, uh, I was uh, scholarship uh, sponsored, which is I play um, badminton as my sport, mm -hmm. um, representing Far Eastern University. So I was focusing on doing um, sports management before. So um, by 2009, we moved here to Australia, so I didn't get to finish my study. And then I pretty much that's how it started. Um, I get to know a few people here and start playing badminton. And that's how I get to know my boyfriend previously, now my husband, named Jason. And pretty much um, he, my husband is himself, he's a photographer, wedding photographer, basically. So he's been doing that for a while and we became boyfriend and girlfriend back. And then that's how he sort of like one day mentioned me um, saying that, oh, I think you, you're going to be a great um, celebrant. So I'm like, what's, what's celebrant? I, I, I don't have any idea what it is um, previously. So, um, so he encouraged and motivated me to look into it. So what I've done is um, I went, studied celebrancy, and then I find it very interesting. So um, I focus on studying it. So I finish um, study celebrancy, and then I applied for my registration and as a celebrant. And then from then on, it, it has been my uh, best interest. And I would say now, thinking about it, um, it's, for me, it's it's a perfect job for me. So, so you're saying before you do like a celebrant, so you, you have to have a qualification. It's not like oh, okay, do it for me and that's it. So you have to study. Yes. Oh, so know. you have to study. Um, you have to pass all the assessments, um, face face to face, um, distant learning online, and then after that, once you pass all through that, you have to apply for a registration through government. Um, and then once you pass all those, um, I believe now it's getting more stricter. And um, I'm just so lucky that I, I managed to pass through all those ass assessment and registration. So yeah, and this is where I am now. So I would say living the dream. <laughs> <laughs> so if you are, if someone want to become a marriage celebrant, so how long it takes to study? I would say it, it totally depends. Um, for me back then, um, around 2012, um, I finished it like a year because um, I was studying as well, like certificate, other certificates before. So it depends how you actually do it. Um, if you're focused and doing it full time, then probably you can finish it by six months. Um, but I guess nowadays they do have a lot of rules and you have to study longer, I believe, like with the hours as well. So I, I, I am not quite sure what's the rules now. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now, back to the show. How many Filipinos just like you doing that or just only you in South Australia? I'm 
pretty surprised that I never heard any other Filipina like me. So um, I am very privileged every time I met couples, um, either one is Filipina and other um, nationality. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm very happy that at the moment, I'm one of um, only one here in South Australia. I'm not sure with um, other interstate, but yes. So you're saying aside from finishing the qualification, so you need to register as well to get a license. So yes. is on getting the license, do you need to take an exam again? Um, so after, of course, uh, passing the registration, um, every year you have to do an ongoing professional development. So all celebrants are abide to uh, take those for you to be able to keep your registration as celebrant. Um, and of course, every time or every year, um, there's different rules that has been changed. Um, or that will be changed. So you have to update your knowledge on how you can actually help your clients. Mm, that's interesting. So some yep. people say, um, okay, I think this is the, the job I want. How much is cost to, to, as far as you know, so a lot of Filipino, Filipina now listening on, on 5 EDI FM and also on, my podcast fresh eyes if they're interested how much will cost you do you have any idea well good question um mike well every celebrant um do charge differently i guess that's exactly the same looking uh thinking about it like if you're buying different products or going for different services so it's exactly the same in getting married so um, for for me, I take great pride and also hold my experience as a celebrant and how I help my clients. So um, on my side, I would say averagely, celebrant costs eight hundred onwards. That's only for, is that for ceremony only, or uh, for from your say from your experience? What type of couple search for, for your service as a celebrant? Yeah. Well, most of my work, I get it from word of mouth. So, which means um, perhaps my previous bride, a couples, or it could be a friend of mine that um, recommended me. Um, they actually like my personality to start with. Um, because the most important for me is as a celebrant is having that good communication with my client. And I treat my couples or my clients as friend. I know that this is a job, but a job in, in a way that, you know, I put my heart into and this is the passion that I, um, I shared with my clients. We, we shared love. We shared, um, you know, those special moments um, of their lives. And that's how I get to know my clients. So pretty much um, whatever we created is something really special um, leading towards their wedding day. And especially 
you know, helping them or assisting them have their best, you know, ceremony or dream wedding is really something that they will treasure. So I'm very passionate with, with what I do. What makes a good marriage celebrant? Again, it will always vary. Um, a good marriage celebrant not only focuses focuses on only one experience of uh, meeting clients because every client are different. So you have to get to know them. You have to have that connection with them for them to open up with you, for, for, for you to know what they need and what they want to have that special um, celebration of their ceremony, celebration of their commitment, celebration of their um, marriage, basically. Um, and I guess that's the most important thing. All right. So um, how many meetings are needed before the wedding? So do you have a couple of meetings first before this is what I want, this is uh, what I yes. want to do? I guess every couple are different as well, but it ranges um, for my previous couple like three to four times. And that's more like the initial consultation, which is a non-obligation chat. And also that will lead to the wedding rehearsal. And that includes on the day of the wedding day. And at the background, of course, we communicate once they decided to go ahead and yes, their celebrant, we communicate um, throughout either email, uh, video call, or text message, or any um, social medias that we can, um, that's available. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. Mm, okay, so how many weddings have you performed now since you been hmm, actually I, I lost count already well as what you can see there is 200 um sign there so i've done over 250 weddings um oh, that's but yeah a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um so i started back in 2014 um and i guess that's oh six years now looking back that's a lot of wedding for six years. <laughs> so on on your work, are you also assisting like writing a vows for the couple? Yeah. Yeah. So pretty much not only um, meeting up the couple, um, not only performing the ceremony on the day of the wedding day, I I'll, I do assist my couple um, writing their personal vows as well. So I provide them lots of suggestions um, on how they can make a special um, and memorable vows. Um, and, you know, couples are different as well. So some bride or some, some groom, um, they choose to have a personal vows. Some, they just want literally a straightforward ceremony with only minimum legal wordings. Um, but totally I understand it. And, and that's how I get to know my couple. Um, I want to know what they really want to take, away, to take away on their wedding day. So other they would like to include as well their families, their friends, 
um, or whoever, or they just want to focus on, on their commitment or their relation. So I help them in any way I can, basically. Oh, you're just like a wedding planner. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, I would say so. Because I was thinking if you are just, because uh, what on my thought, if you are a marriage celebrant, you just go on that day and then do the celebration or the cele- the the ceremony. So so there's a lot of happening at the background aside from yes, that. Yes. Mm. Yes. Thank you for um listening because I know I have met and I, I think this is my mentality before as well when when I have heard about celebrant. I was like, oh it's just 15 minutes of work um on the day of the wedding day, which is not um we do a lot of assisting with our couples at the background. Um, performing their actual ceremony on the day in front of their family and guests, it's just a bonus work. Um, and it's a bonus celebration, I would say. Um, the most special for me is actually helping them throughout um, and to that wedding day because that's how we create that um we create that bond um for us to get to know each other and all those you know late night chat um or messages or emails that we send back and forth that's how we get to know each other as well um and then yeah so whatever the how we perform or what Ever that we say on the day of the wedding day, it's it's more like our team effort. Um, it's just I would say me as a celebrant, um, I am the the tool that they use to have a dream wedding. So on on your part of your service, do you do you do like ceremony rehearsal or like? Yes. Before the wedding? So, yes. So that's, um, we, I, I guess it depends on the couple as well. Some couples, they choose not to have, um, especially for those uh, straightforward one. Um, but I would say 95% of my couple, I do encourage them um, to have rehearsal. No matter how simple your wedding can be, I always encourage them to have a rehearsal. Why? Because, you know, I'm not sure um, for some, but before I got married, um, which is I experienced that this before, I've done many weddings before, but on the day of my wedding day, before I walked down here, I was like, why I am so nervous, you know? But it's a different feeling. Um, having a rehearsal makes... Um, I help them calm themselves and for me to let them know what they need to expect. Um, little things that will help them pretty much enjoy on the day of the wedding day because little things can happen on the day without you really knowing what it is. But this this is in a way um, for them to have fun, release all those tensions before the wedding day. Um, and if they do have like a bridal party, I suggest them to invite them. Um, the more, the merrier. So um, some bridal party, they do make suggestions as well. 
closer to the wedding day, which tends to help out the couple as well, which is um, we're quite open with that one because we want the best for, for the bride um, or the groom or the couple. Um, and then which many of my clients always get back to me that they say, thank goodness we had that rehearsal because I am more um, enjoying um, the time with my partner and the rest of the family and friends on the day of the wedding day. Oh, okay. So do you have, of course, you've been a wedding celebrant for almost for more than six years now. Yes. Is there any any good story that you can tell us that, that well, doing that? All weddings are good stories. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. But I would say it's it's just, I'm so flattered to actually be in every um, celebration of my, uh, ceremony celebration of my couple because they do have different feel. Sometimes there is the atmosphere is very happy, um, mixed emotions. Sometimes they get um, emotional as well. And sometimes it gets a little bit hard um, having to stand with all those family and friends and to hold that emotion of myself being carried away on on the actual um, emotions happening on the day of the wedding day um, especially between the couple because especially that you know I got to know them really well we got that bond bonding connection um, but it, it's it's just I don't know. It's it's hard to explain, but that's the closest I could um, explain to you guys. Is there any mandatory paperwork that is required before this yeah. event happening? So I help my couple pretty much when you go to a civil celebrant. Um, not only preparing um, all the documentations, we can. Um, I do help my couples as well complete them, make sure all the paperwork are completed cor correctly. Um, and especially you have to satisfy as well that they do have um, sp specific documentations as a proof of their identity, because this is a legal marriage. Um, and then of course, leading towards to the wedding day as a celebrant, we, um, make sure double check everything and then post them to the government to register the couple's marriage into the government system okay just because today tonight so it's a it's a barcada radio so some of the listeners is between say 18 to go up so on on your celebrant so you is there any age that's mostly you encounter or getting married is that young people old? i would say what's the 20s bracket? i have had yeah i have had probably 19 um one or two but most of them 20s um mid 20s okay yeah. mm. and different nationalities actually okay yeah. <laughs> 
All right, so it's between 20s and mid-20s. Okay. Mm. That's... And also I have done as well um, 50s, around 50s as well. So it's more on different age bracket that you are... Yeah, different age bracket for sure. How hard they... What, how hard is your experience with them like different age bracket like there's a 20s mid 20s 50s yeah how, how you cope the different aspect of because of their age as well is that hard or is the same um actually it's 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 not hard i guess it will come to what my personality is because um i tend to um mix well with different people um that's just who i am and i guess that's how my couples see what they see in me so they felt comfortable um they appreciate who i am um frankly and pretty much i don't hide myself whatever you see Whatever you see me in our first initial consultation, that that's how I that's how I am, and pretty much I am lucky as well in a way that all my couples are really nice. <laughs> so no, no, was that no bridezilla yet? <laughs> I, I wouldn't look. I wouldn't categorize it as bridezilla or groomzilla because I. Everyone would know this for those that have gone through like marriage, a wedding. A wedding can be so stressful and it can be so daunting with all those planning. And I would understand all the stress that they were dealing with, not only, you know, with the with not only with the planning, it it, it includes their lifestyle as well, you know, their their daily life, um, their work. And that's why I would say I do have quite good understanding and patience as well. And I guess this is my passion and what I like to do is to help and assist my couple the best way possible I can. Fantastic. So to our listener and our audience as well. So a civil wedding celebrant is not just like on the wedding day. So they have a lot of there are a lot of happening background. So, yeah. All right. So, my last question for you before we end our show for tonight. So, what is your advice to everyone who is thinking of be like you? Yeah. Well, I would say for those that are looking to be become a marriage celebrant i would say anyone could become a marriage celebrant um, as long as you have passion and you have heart in it Um, because studying is just one thing but putting a lot of effort putting all your um, work your heart into what you do is something um that you have to keep in mind i guess 
and that would make your work even um, go smoothly and it will work for you. All right. Thank you so much for that um, information. So there's a lot of information. Hopefully our Barakata will um, learn something from you, your experience as a married celebrant. So thank you so much for your time that for us that you take a little bit of time. I know there's a lot of happening right now. Everyone is at home, stay at home. So it's still on <laughs> sometimes the self-isolation because of the pandemic. So uh, much appreciated for being a guest to Barcada Radio. And also it will be listened as well on my Fresh Eyes podcast. So just remember to our listener, you are listening to Barcada Radio. 103.1 FM, 5EVI, and you can also listen online at 5EVI.com.au as well on the Fresh Eye podcast that you can listen at www.guerrillapodcast.com.au. Thank you so much and have a good evening. It's Friday. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is posted in Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, or via RSS. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, rate and review this podcast and share it with your friends. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. And if you want to know more, check out kangaroofern.com. We are Independent Podcast Network. We are Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate. Would you like to hear your brand while supporting quality podcasts? Contact us now at advertise at guerrillapodcastsyndicate.com. Are you ready to finally start your own podcast? Maybe you already have one, but need a podcast manager to help you level up. We're here for either. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com www.kangaroofern.com